Hello. Hi. Sorry um, that we've been a bit shit uploading episodes the last sort of few weeks, but I have like had the worst. It's not even like colds, just like my head feeling like it's going to explode, and even moving my eyes was painful. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. yeah, I've been ill as well. I had the like. I think it was just a cold, but it was like such a crappy yeah. one. Just, and it like yeah, at the start of it, it gave me like a vertigo migraine for yeah. a couple of days, and that was awful. Like also, that was spanning right across when I had a martial arts testing, <laughs> and then um, I felt awful all of that week after, all through like having to go do a martial arts tournament. So that was yeah, great. I've missed work. I've missed all my hobbies. It's. Uh, I swear bugs are a lot worse since COVID and lockdowns and that. Like, yeah. Tough buggers that have survived. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's been fun. Um, so sorry about that, everyone, but, you know, unfortunately. Shit, unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Our health is only human. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I've been that ill that I've not finished the second part of my um, Slenderman stabbing case so sadly you're going to have to wait another week for that one yeah so this is why we're not a professional podcast yet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Um, so we've got an episode of mine today Um, luckily I had one already written up so (laughs) um, yeah um, so, yeah, I, I did have, have no idea what we're doing today. Ah, yeah, because I did have, I've got two written up and I decided to go for the second one I've done okay. because in light of all the like recent events with the couple of um, shootings that have happened in America, yeah. I wanted to just go for like a bit of a lighter topic. I think yeah, everyone needs time to sort of calm down and. Yeah, exactly. You know, the world is shit enough at the moment. There are enough shitty people in the world that we're currently dealing with. So let's go for a case that's a bit happier yeah. or a lot happier. Um, because, yeah. I, that I sent you. <laughs> no, but I definitely want to put that in an episode. <laughs> Cocaine induced bear. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I know, obviously, yeah, things have been pretty dark in the world and in our episodes for some time (laughs) so today i'm mixing it up and throwing the misery away and we're doing a survival story yeah and it is a wilderness misadventure that comes good so it's like not dark at all really i mean like it's obviously tense yeah it's tense but nobody's just a shitty person we've got no would-be murderers no kidnappers nothing it's just a nice wilderness survival story start of december christmas spirit let's be jolly exactly yeah it's set in the desert which i was like oh that doesn't feel christmasy but we're gonna go australians yeah and i mean antarctica is technically a desert so that is true you know it's tangentially connected. <laughs> Just imagine it's a nice, icy, snowy desert instead. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you're like all, you don't do anything Christmassy until after your birthday, where oh, we literally like decorated the house on um, Tuesday night, so it was all ready for. No, um, Wednesday night, sorry, so it was all ready for the first. <laughs> we decorated it Wednesday, so it was all ready for the first. And, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's then up too long and then I'm bored of it. Oh, see, I feel like 25, 26 days goes too quickly, like if you don't make the most of it. So, <laughs> yeah, because. Straight after. Yeah, it has to come down by New Year's at the latest, because otherwise it's depressing, because then I'm like, oh, all of the fun that we were looking forward to is over. But anyway, yes, you've got to uh, finish up time today, so we should need to get into this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, it's a wilderness survival story, because you may have noticed I do enjoy a good wilderness story. Um, (laughs) 
We are the Weird Sisters. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Crime isn't just what we do. So I really hope you listeners we, enjoy the broader stuff that we do. We um, do I do crime anyway. We report or we'll tell the stories of crime. We don't do crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's a good um, <laughs> distinction to make. Yes. Just in case in the future we're ever questioned for anything and detectives have the podcast and like but you admitted you do cry yeah that's true i misspoke um (laughs) (laughs) so yes um but yeah breathe a little easier it's a nice it's a story that ends happily and i hope that you find this story as amazing as i did um today we are accompanying Anne. uh Sharon or Charon? It's C H A R O N. So maybe Sharon, but spelt yeah. differently. Uh, I'm going to go for Anne Sharon Rogers. Uh, into the Arizona desert on the 31st of March 2016. Ooh, so it's fairly recent. I rode through the desert on a horse with no name. <laughs> Uh, that's the only bit i can properly remember the words to it felt good to be back on the road again i think oh i thought it was like it felt good to be out of the rain (laughs) maybe it is that but at different points in the song it's like both of them i don't know (laughs) um yeah Anne rogers is originally from iowa yeah um she moved to tucson in 1982 which I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. I know it's spelt Tucson, but I'm sure it's pronounced Tucson. Yeah, I'm sure it's I think Tucson. I'm right there. Yeah. So she moved there in 1982, the year our eldest brother was born, yeah. um, <laughs> with her husband of the time. So 40 years ago she moved there. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this move, it caused Anne to just fall in love with the whole desert environment, which, I mean, I don't get it, but go good for her. That's <laughs> me. Yeah. That's the thing. When we go around the national parks next year for our honeymoon, we go to two national parks in the desert, and I'm freaking out that we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> no, they scare me. <laughs> yeah. No. But, yeah, Anne was a nature enthusiast. Um, she had just been brought up that way right from being small. Um, she had a really outdoorsy dad. Um, he had a boat. It was like just this little yacht that Aww. Anne's family, they'd go out sailing it along the Mississippi to go fishing. Yeah. So, it just sounds really cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, her childhood, it also consisted of just like regular adventures around the States. It sounds like, sounds like her family was really adventurous. Sounds like a good childhood. Um, yeah, she and her family, they hiked, they'd go out foraging and just like explored the outside world together. Um, Anne has visited. Well. What does? Foraging scares foraging. as well. Oh, yes. only with like mushrooms does it properly freak me out. Like, I wouldn't happily, go foraging for mushrooms. I'd happily forage for like blackberries and like things mm. like that that I recognize straight away. It's like, yeah, that's a blackberry bush. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry. But I guess if you're going to be a forager, you'd it would be like how we recognise like blackberries, elderberries, because we've done all that so much. Like you'd know it all just as well as that, I yeah. guess. Or you'd hope so. You'd hope so. <laughs> Unless you end up like that Chris McCandless guy. Another wilderness uh, misadventure story that I might cover one day, but where he like misidentified some berries and that's what killed him. Oh my god! Yeah, I did not know that. Oh, really? Yeah, that was why he died in the end. Um, we have to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah. Yes. Anne has actually visited every single state except Alaska or Hawaii. Oh, and those are big too. Ah, well, this is only because they she's they weren't actually states while she was growing up. Really? She's that old. <laughs> yeah. I thought they'd always been states. No. In March 2016, Anne was 71, and Alaska became a state on the 3rd of January 1959, okay. and Hawaii was the 21st of August 1959. So wow. Anne was like 14, 15 when they became states. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's weird. Like, what... I'm going to sound really dumb now. Like, what were they before? Were they just, like, their own, their own thing? Countries, I guess. Yeah, like, were they countries? Or was it that they were just, like, territories attached to other 
state was Alaska so part of Canada? Hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Idea. I now feel really stupid that I didn't think to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really like proud that I'd looked up when they actually became states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked up why. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was a pretty savvy, capable woman. Um, even at 71, Anne wasn't slowing down like at all. Um, she sounds really awesome, just like a real tough cookie. Um, <laughs> um, her job was or is, I'm not sure if she's retired, um, is as an artist, especially sculpting and painting. Um, and she has her own studio. It's called Gemstone Galleries, LLC. Um, but not just that, she's also a horse trainer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's what was described in one news article as a seer and energy healer. So a bit of like woo there for you. <laughs> Make you happy. <laughs> yeah. And she also does like yoga as kind of big part of her life. So she's obviously like quite physically fit and able as well. She's a bit of a hippie. I guess a bit, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I would say I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I, I have been described as a bit of a hippie as well. <laughs> and mum definitely is. Yeah, I, I think I definitely vibed most with being home educated. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the same article said that Anne has opened up a little bit about like suffering quite poor mental health at points throughout her life, um, needing psychiatric treatment at points. So I can just imagine that the physical activities she keeps up with, they probably just really help with her. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's why she is so busy and does such a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that really makes a difference to me. Um, yeah, that's why I do so many different things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so many like varied things because yeah. I get so bored and I have so many different interests. The thing is, as soon as you stop doing something, it lets your brain like start thinking, and then that's not good for like anxiety or things like that. So it's yeah, keep exactly. busy, do exercise to help with the happy endorphins and. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, I do just, I get bored so easily. Yeah. Like, that's why I struggle to do a job that I'm not self-employed and sort of doing, like the tutoring I love because it's always different and stuff like, I don't know. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, Anne also had children in her life. She had a son called Jeff and a daughter called Erin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the name Erin. Um, I'm really sorry, Jeff. I'm not a fan of the name Jeff. <laughs> um, nothing like wrong with it. It's just not one that I. It's not one that you like. Where she? Yeah. Pick Erin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and on the 31st of March, 2016, because uh, obviously that's where our story starts. Anne decided to pack her dog Queenie, um, who was a two-year-old rescue terrier. She was a Queensland Terrier. That's what they that's called Queenie. her. Yeah. Um, but I looked that up because I didn't recognize the breed. And I mean, obviously, you know, I know dog breeds really well. Yeah, um, you have that dog breed book as a child that you're I had like with. five that I just yeah. read religiously, which again is where I'm kind of like, I can see now. I was very like clearly autistic with like proper special interests and yeah. stuff, but <laughs> just didn't get picked up because... Um, things just really didn't because they still do like not get picked up as much as they should um better now but you think as well yeah they at school so there wasn't even um, i think you see school differently to the way i see school from having worked in them <laughs> but yeah um you're eldest's very lucky she's at what seems like a really good responsive school yeah. like responsible school as well but yeah um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I looked that up and it's actually what we'd know as an Australian cattle dog. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so really cute, uh, really smart as well. Definitely bigger um, than I'd associate with a dog that's a terrier. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a small collie in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so more like spaniel sized, I think. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, but yeah, so she packed Queenie up into the car and also her cat, Nike, um, who she also, yeah, she also packed them into the car for the trip. 
Um, because Anne had decided to drive to visit her daughter and grandchildren to spend a few days with them Aww. as a little birthday treat. Yeah, Anne was turning seventy-two on the fourth of April. Yeah, um, and her grandson's birthday was the same date as well. Oh, I which that. also, funnily enough, that's my dog Odin's birthday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she, her daughter lived in Phoenix, which I looked it up. It's only just over a hundred miles or so away from oh, Tucson, like, like less than a yeah, less than a two-hour drive. Like even for us British people, we'd consider that fine um <laughs> but anne was in actual fact though setting off on a nine-day ordeal from hell um, that sounds but, less fun yeah but she survives so it's all good <laughs> um anne was for reasons i couldn't find out heading to sholo first which is three and a half hours from tucson and it like bypasses phoenix it kind of goes the wrong way okay um so yes yeah, so i think maybe she was going on like a little getaway by herself first yeah. and then planning to wind up in phoenix in time for her birthday like in four days time yeah. perhaps um yeah so anne was driving towards sholo which is apparently the gateway into the white mountains so yeah maybe she was like planning to hike for a bit yeah <clears throat> it's pretty hard to do but with then I was gonna say, taking your cat seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, it could be but I also cats that's used to a lead though, some are. True. Yeah, I couldn't find out any information about Nike, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I also thought it was a weird name for a town, Sholo. Yeah. So I looked it up and I thought I have to put this in. Um, I looked up the official Sholo website and it explained its name thusly. <laughs> so this is all taken verbatim from their website. Sholo okay. um, was named after a marathon poker game played between two early settlers. They decided there wasn't enough room for both of them in the community and agreed to let a game of cards decide who was to get the 100,000 acre ranch and who was to move on. Um, yeah, according to the story, one of them said, if you can show low, you win. The other one turned up the deuce of clubs and replied, show low it is. So show low got its name from the card game. <laughs> I know. It's um, Main Street is named deuce of clubs as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, I just I just wanted to put that in because I thought that was actually really cool. Amazing. Mm. It's like that town... Which unfortunately I only know about it from obviously a really horrible case there. But the um like truth or consequences. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, like that's such a weird name. It came from like a game show, didn't it? Something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, like they literally like won a competition or something where they got named renamed it. <laughs> so, weird. Oh, there's some stuff. I don't know, like. Some stuff in America, like from a English perspective, just seems really zany compared to like things over here. Really wacky, yeah. Yeah, like we're very kind of, I don't know, a bit stern and sort of a bit like know. we've got humorless. Our sort of quite funny place names like Burnt Dick Hill and Lady Garden and. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's true. We live like fairly near a place, well, like used to anyway. I think like called Two Mile Bottom or something like. <laughs> So, um, yeah, funny. Yeah, in a British way. that's true. Place you see a lot of places like Haw Lane and stuff as well, don't yeah. you? <laughs> so actually, yeah, true. But I guess they're not like that's the weird thing. Is like everyone treats that like it's normal. It's kind of just like their historical names. So nobody like I don't know. They're treated like they're just kind of normal rather than it being like, oh, we named ourselves after a game show. <laughs> like, I know. The ones that make me giggle are like the ones that have come in the name. So it's like place come yeah. and something else, but it's spelled C-U-M. Yeah. Which is just... Like Stowe come quiet and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets a good me every time. Oh, God. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So Anne was driving down the freeway towards Sholo. Yeah. when yeah. she started to run out of fuel oh, um, yeah yup but she got directions like that thing in a, in america when we're doing our road trip i am making sure we've got like at least a couple of cans of like fuel on jerry cans of petrol yeah and i'm gonna make sure we are like stocked to the eyeballs with like water and food yeah. so, and blankets because yeah. it gets cold at night 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was running out of fuel, but she got directions from somebody to a petrol station in, okay, I'm not going to say this right, Sibike? Okay. It's spelled C-I-B-E-Q-U-E. Yeah. Quebec, maybe? Or Sibek? Yeah. We know what I like with pronouncing words, like. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a petrol station sort of in a town fairly nearby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, Anne took the wrong road, um, followed by another wrong road and another wrong road until she was completely lost. Um, she ended up on an unpaved back road near the Fort Apache Reservation. Mm. So, yeah. So I wanted to just give a bit of info on the Apache tribe here as well. Um, this is one of three Apache reservations in Arizona, um, and it's home to about 15,000 Apache Indians, okay. which that feels like a fair number. But then I, I always think like the numbers of people sound more than they are. Cause like, even in that tiny, like, I don't know, it wasn't even a village that we grew up in. Yeah. There's like, I don't know, like 5,000 people or something. Yeah. I mean, it's like a normal village size around here. Yeah. So, so yeah, like 15,000. Yeah, maybe not, not tiny, um, not huge, but <laughs> the Apache dominated this region along with Northern Mexico, New Mexico and Texas for a long, long time, like hundreds of years ago. Um, and they lived in clans, which had, I thought this was awesome, a matriarchal structure. Oh. So, yeah, and they survived in like really varied ways. Like yeah. some clans were hunters, others were farmers or gatherers. Yeah. Some lived in the mountains, some of them were on the plains. Um, so really, like even though they're all the same kind of people, their clans were really different. Yeah, they had a really um, varied way of living. Yeah. Um, their name, Apache, comes from the Zuni word for enemy. Oh. Um Apparently, they were often in conflict with other Indian tribes, yeah. which were especially the Pima, the Papago, and the Pueblo Indians. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and the Apache, they had some really strong leaders. They were actually apparently one of the few Southwest tribes to manage to resist, like, interference and intrusion by white immigrants. And that's really cool, so, especially, like, you know, with, like, how people view the genders and stereotypes and that the fact that it goes completely against those stereotypes they've got a matriarchal society but what they're such a strong sort of set of tribes people yeah exactly yeah. yeah so and you know i'm just i'm really i don't know it makes me sad that obviously although they were able to resist interference and intrusion more than the other tribes like obviously it, they still you know white people fucked everything up <laughs> regardless um so yeah, they now make a living from tourism. So you can visit their reservation and engage in like leisure activities there. Yeah. Um, and they also make a living out of ranching and forestry. That's so again, they're really like diverse. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad like, uh, I don't like it in some senses, but I'm also like, I'm glad that they can make some living out of tourism in just that at least it kind of, hopefully that means they're like, traditional culture is still able to exist for them like i find it just really heartbreaking when people do have to just conform to the majority that has taken over um yeah. and sort of lose that individuality so yeah i hope that it's done in a way that isn't exploiting them um yeah yeah but that information all came from the partnership with Native Americans website. So I'm hoping it's all sort of trustworthy to be accurate. Um, so don't like come at me if I've made a few mis any mistakes. Like I have tried to research it and go with a website that works with them for the information. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Anne was near this reservation, um, which you might think sounds like she's fairly close to civilization then um but she is essentially in the middle of nowhere because the reservation is about 2609 square miles in size that is big 
Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't even visualize that. that like, I feel like that's just like England. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not, but. <laughs> no, but that is huge. Yeah. Though, to be fair, how long is England? Because I know, like, from where we are, it's about 500 miles to the very end of the south of England. Well, to put it into perspective, so England, not including, like, Scotland and Wales, is mm-hmm. just over 50,000 square miles. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, then. It is bigger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so still 2,000, nearly 3,000 square miles is still big. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Anne was very much alone. Um, yeah, it's like a whole, like, then, one of our counties or something, I reckon. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, it's a vast expanse, especially in the yeah. desert of just kind of nothing. And you really. think that's 15,000 people, which is what we're saying like is average for one of our villages. So that'd be like one of our villages spread across the whole county. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Your chances of bumping into someone are very slim. Exactly, yeah. You're probably not going to just come across somebody by pure chance. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But things were going to take an even worse turn. Um. So Anne had recently, she'd been texting a friend, actually the mile markers that she was passing, because she knew that she was going the wrong way. Um, but then on this quiet, lonely road, Anne's hybrid Ford Fusion car ran out of fuel. Oh, <laughs> Which okay. could potentially be okay. Obviously, I said it's a hybrid, but the battery was also flat. Yeah, but <laughs> just my, like... my car's a hybrid. But that mm. just means that some of the time it uses the battery. But if I run out of fuel, it yeah, it's dead. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. use the battery then at that point. It's just it tries to conserve right. fuel by sometimes using the battery during journeys. Ah, uh, so okay. So I thought maybe it could run had. a little bit. Yeah. Considering it's from like six years ago, I'm assuming that it can't have been like too, too different to yours. Because um, you can get like plug-in hybrids that will use the battery and then fuel <clears> other times or you get one oh, really? like mine that are a hybrid which just means that at certain mm. points in the journey the battery will like do some of the work yeah okay but, um either way, way either way it was dead <laughs> yeah um, uh and was yeah just stranded now in the arizona desert down a track that was basically never used um because it later turned out that it was yeah like a private road so Uh, nobody used yeah nope um Anne's mobile also had no signal because she was in the middle of the desert so yeah so she couldn't call for help um and if you recall she also has her two pets with her yeah so it's kind of looking dicey (laughs) but all was not completely lost because, as I mentioned earlier, Anne is just an absolute badass. Um, <laughs> Anne had taken a survival course a few years ago. And in her car, she was equipped with a compact mirror, a lighter, and binoculars, as well as a good amount of clothing to wrap up warm in overnight. And, yeah, all, like, things that the survival course had told her to, like, carry with her on journeys. Because a lot of um, people would do the survival course and then just never get round to doing it doing it yeah because you just think oh i'll never be like i'll only be in that situation if i've deliberately put myself in it yeah but yeah yeah. Um, one of those things that you just keep on putting off yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah that sort of cuddled up in the clothes and blankets as the temperatures plummeted with her dog and cat was how she spent the first night in the car because they didn't see a single soul the rest of that day yeah um um overnight thing to do is stay with the vehicle because it's easier to spot a vehicle than it is a person it is yes but um she was planning the following day's sort of efforts to get help um overnight um and was actually fairly well stocked 
for the whole ordeal. Again, it's just like, what are the chances? She had a bunch of canned fruit, chicken, nuts, and protein bars in her car alongside like a bunch of water. Again, like survival skill stuff. Yeah. So like, if it's going to happen, yeah, if it'll happen to anyone, she was the best person almost for it to happen to. Yeah. Yeah. So, although I don't know how I'd feel about like canned chicken. I don't know. No. <laughs> put in spam or something instead yeah yeah but yeah even still with all of this she was getting worried um no cars had gone by from the time she was stranded into the morning of the first of april and so she just thought if i stay here is anyone going to go past anyway? Is anyone going to find me? Yeah. So she made yeah. the hard and in the opinion of search and rescue protocol and obviously you, the foolish decision to abandon her car and set off searching for people or water. Like there's a certain um, like stay with your car, but then there surely comes a point where you're just like, look, I need to try something because. Yeah. Either I sit here and just wait to die or I actually try and do something. And even if I still die, at least there was a chance of something else. It's hard. I'd I'd hate to have to make that call. God. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she set Nike up with food and water in the car because trekking through the desert with a cat would be impossible, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Bless him. But yeah. Um, I can't imagine how hard that must have been because in the desert, isn't it going to get really hot in the car? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, let them free and hopefully they are better equipped to survive than you. Yeah. But yeah, she took Queenie with her, um, which I definitely could not leave the dogs behind if this was me. Um, also, that sucks because the sand's going to be so hot on their little feet. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, God. Aww. But yeah, she took Queenie, set off, and set off for a ranch that she knew she'd actually passed the day before in her car. Yeah, so she did have, like, a a destination in mind, yeah. She wasn't kind of just aimlessly going into the desert. Um, But yeah, after walking and walking and walking... Anne had to accept that the ranch was actually a lot further behind her than it had felt whilst driving. Yeah. I think we've all done that. We've all thought, oh, it only takes this long to get there in the car. I'll walk. And then an hour later, you're like, for fuck's sake. Why did I decide to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it it would have taken her actually in excess of a full day or more to get there. So... And she and Queenie needed water. Um, they'd only got a Nutella jar filled with water left between them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which I can't imagine. The I mean, I would be panicking. <laughs> but she seems so cool and, well, probably, probably not literally cool, but, like, <laughs> so calm and collected with stuff. Um, there was a Meza, which Anne changed her route to head towards. Um and I had to look that up because yeah, I didn't know what a meza was. Yeah. A meza is an isolated flat-topped elevation, ridge, or hill, which is bounded from all sides by steep escarpments and stands distinctly above a surrounding plain. So kind of like one of those sort of big jutting out sort of bits of like rock and stuff sort of coming out of the desert, if you know what I mean. I'm just imagining where the hobbits on their first night with the ring race where they <laughs> kind of, yeah, but like bigger and deserty. So yeah, yeah. but pretty much, yeah. Weather top in the desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly, desert top. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Anne was going to have to do some seriously steep, strenuous hiking to get to the top. Um, but she wanted to get to the top so she could use her binoculars to scan the landscape for where any help might be yeah. or water or anything. Um, she did get up there and Anne did see some streams where she figured they could find like edible plants to eat as yeah. well as water. Which again, like just, she's amazing. Um, but she lost two days going up and down the Meza. Oh. It was a whole day climbing up it and another whole day climbing back down. Damn. Yeah. Which like, Jesus. Um, I thought you said she I just... got to the um, ranch like in just over a day. 
Yeah, she could have done. So I guess if she had kept going, yeah, she then yeah she would have got there as well. Yeah, yeah. But I guess um, she just didn't know. No, yeah, I guess it's yeah. You'd kind of be thinking like, well, what if I keep walking and I just don't find it now that it's not where I thought it was? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um. So yeah, they climbed down her and Queenie. And they were able to enter a canyon with a river running through it. Um, so this, it turns out later, was named Canyon Creek. Um, like, I don't know, really on the nose. <laughs> yeah. But Anne named it Endless Canyon um, oh, in her head. Depressing. Yeah, so it just felt like it went on and on and on. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, Anne had now been missing for about three days. Um but her family had not known that she was lost. Um, yeah, as I, I guess, as I speculated before, she was Anne wasn't like, first. yeah. So it transpired that she hadn't actually told them that she was going to visit. So obviously, yeah, they had no reason to suspect anything was wrong because they weren't expecting her. Um, so yeah, it was the friend whom Anne had texted the mile markers to who had actually got worried and wrong emergency services. Um, and they then got in touch with Anne's family members yeah. and discovered that they had like no idea that she was even missing, where she was. And so, yeah, they dispatched people to start searching after that. But imagine being the family and just being like, wait, what? Yeah. No, we haven't seen them. Why would we have done? Like, shit. Oh, the way your, like, stomach would just drop. Yeah. Ugh. Um, as Anne had left her car, though, this obviously would complicate tracking her down, like you kind of said. Um, on the 3rd of April, authorities from the Apache Reservation discovered Anne's car, oh. but... That made me happy though, because they rescued Nike the cat. Yay! So the cat was okay. Oh, so yeah. Was all right. Yeah. But they struggled to locate Anne, because obviously she had by now wandered far down that canyon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she uh, followed Queenie, who was, she was, turned out the dog was vital for like helping Anne navigate the canyon. Yeah. Like, they're just the dog. best. Yeah. Queenie was finding like the safest most stable paths through the terrain that then like oh. Anne was following her along so just such a smart dog about to be 72 yeah crazy like <laughs> um but yeah both Anne and Queenie the dog were so hungry after literal like days in the wilderness oh. um Queenie was eating patches of clover to sustain herself oh. um yeah. Because when they get hungry and they just eat grass and then they make the I know. Sick and it makes me feel so sad. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. And clover actually apparently can give some vit vitamins and minerals. Yeah. I did see a thing saying, like, oh, yeah, like clover as an addition to food can be okay. Yeah. But yeah, in large quantities, it can be toxic to a certain degree. Oh. So yeah, not exactly ideal that that's all she was eating. Careful, Queenie. Yeah, poor little queenie. Um, at night, it was freezing cold. Yeah. But luckily, Anne was once again able to fall back on her survival skills. Um, and she was lighting fires to keep her and Queenie warm enough to survive. Amazing. Yeah. She's so smart as well. Like, she was using the campfires to try and send smoke signals as well. Yeah. So, just like, I don't know, what a resourceful lady. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it didn't work, but still, like, that's really that's, clever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it obviously worked um, to keep them alive. Like, that's exactly, yeah. And in a way, I kind of feel like in a situation like this, you've got to make sure you don't give up hope, because otherwise you... I don't know, I feel like when people give up hope, they always seem to die quicker yeah. or more easily. Sort of like taking it day by day, just get through today, get through tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like that survival um, story that I was listening to um, on National Park After Dark. Love them. Um, where oh, the guy good. literally survived for several days regaining his strength by being in the side of that, like, um, dam or something and eating, like, the frogs and that that he could find. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. crazy. Yeah. Ugh. 
God. I hope I am never in a situation like that. Exactly. Jesus. Um, yeah, Anne didn't give up trying to send messages about her whereabouts. Um, she spelt the word help out on the canyon floor. Um, oh, no, you wouldn't need to do it backwards. No. Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what Joey does in Friends? I think that's where I was thinking of it from. Blair. <laughs> <laughs> so they can read it in their mirrors. <laughs> if you're taking a selfie, you would need to spell backwards. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, luckily she spell out, spelled out help, not play. <laughs> on, on the canyon floor. No one would um, want to get lost with me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. but yeah she also put like a big elk skull that she found by the message just so that it was something that would like draw people's attention um and then they'd like... people like if it was someone like me it'd be like but you're already dead elk <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the elk is asking for help exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh. um <laughs> She also left a note underneath one of the rocks as well. So, but yeah. Rain, it's not the elk. Cool, it's, like <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm the pigeon. Don't be mad at Phoebe. Pretty older lady. Oh, but yeah, she left a note where she also wrote that her and Queenie had no food or water and were continuing along the canyon. Yeah. Um, Anne didn't let herself lose motivation though. Like she stopped periodically in her wandering to put down the bags of bags of stuff she had with her what? and rest. What? Yeah. In her bags, she had drawing papers, journaling papers, a sketchbook, a pen, a lighter, some matches, a pocket knife, like more clothes, I think as well. Yeah, these were all things she usually kept on her for like her art, but they became really useful, like keeping her alive. Yeah. Um, she used like lots of the supplies for starting the fires that her and Queenie like survived from having. Yeah, you got a um, bit of paper, like that'll help catch what Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she also just, <laughs> again, this woman is just like a marvel. <laughs> she used her rest time to draw pictures and write in her journal. And she even took the time to meditate to stay calm and balanced because she was a Reiki practitioner. So I just the way woman, to burn out for that. Yeah, like the woman is an icon. Just like, oh, well, I was lost in the desert for days with nothing. But, you know, I still journaled and did some sketching and it's, meditated. It's a bit of a spiritual journey. Exactly. Oh, like, that's um, probably what kept her going. Like probably just being just like, well, if I'm out here, at least I'm going to have that like solitary yoga meditation break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she makes me think of like our mother in terms of like. I bet if this happened to mum, she'd be like, oh well, at least I've got a bag of marking. And yeah, she'd get work done and be like, yeah, well, yeah. Well, at least I'm I'm ahead with my work now. Yeah. No, she had finished and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't manage to mark all of the assignments within the 48 hours. Yeah. But, you know, I hope that's okay. But like, mother, <laughs> like when she broke her hip and was in hospital, marking, and it was like, mum, stop. any pain meds. Yeah. Yeah, and then like they gave her morphine, and I was just like, "Mum, you can't mark people's work on morphine. You well, can't." If you don't mark their work on morphine, please be generous, as opposed to the other way round. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is just like... it makes no sense. Are you sure it's not the drugs, mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, she would. She'd just be like, "Oh well, I've got all my work with me. Good, I can get ahead." Like you said. <laughs> Oh, but just what an amazing woman. Yeah. Um, as she made her way along the canyon, um, she and Queenie had set up camp in a cave for a while to get out of a storm that was crashing overhead. I know. Uh, but then later they came upon actually an abandoned little, like, house, I think, so, like, cut into the cliff. 
um, with a fireplace where the pair could shelter from the elements. So, like, I think that's cool. Yeah. That, like, I would be so amazed by, like, the history of that to be, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd be lost, but then I'd be like, wow, imagine the people who lived here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was really awesome. Um, on Anne's birthday, the 4th of April, so, like, the fifth day of her being missing now, yeah. um, Anne woke to see a hummingbird hovering in front of her face, um, and it flew off. But that, like, really lifted Anne's spirits, despite yeah. her isolation. Like, yeah, that made her feel just, like, actually really hopeful. Well, yeah, um, life is managing to survive in that environment. It gives you hope that you can. Yeah, true, yeah. And she then received a birthday present straight from Providence. Um, Anne spotted a turtle swimming in the canyon's creek. And, like, the coldness of the creek had made the turtle really lethargic. So oh, that meant... Yeah, she was able to catch it and then killed it with her knife. I mean, that's handy uh, for them, but... I know, yeah. I feel like, oh, that poor turtle. Yeah. Um, but, yes, she built a fire in the little house's, like, fireplace that she'd started yeah. living... Well, the house that she started living in. I realised that made it sound like she'd started living in the fireplace. Well... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. She built a fire in the fireplace of the little house she'd started living in yeah. <laughs> so that she could roast it. Um, and, like, to be fair to her, yeah, she was desperate for protein after, oh, like, yeah. so many days with no food. So, in her words, she cooked it, peeled off its shell, all of the mus- ate all the muscles on its legs and neck. When you eat them, they do taste like chicken. It was very mild. Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, so if you ever are stuck... Chicken, turtle. um, turtle could be chicken, turtle sort of, of river. Yeah, the chicken of the river. Yes, chicken of the river. <laughs> it's already a turtle of the river. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe chickens are just like turtles of the Land. sky. <laughs> um, yeah, it was the first thing remotely resembling a meal since like the 31st of March. I bet it tasted so good, <clears throat> even though it would be like yeah. a seasoned turtle. Like, it's like after you've oh. had a stomach bug <laughs> and you've not yes. been able to eat. And it doesn't matter, even if you're just like having bread or crackers or something, it mm. tastes amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes. But yeah, it is likely that that turtle is what prevented her from starving to death before she was found. I mean, so, good on you, turtle, for your sacrifice. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, despite all her efforts to stay positive, the days without being found was starting to take its toll on Anne. Um, she apparently remembers shouting, Why the hell am I still here? Why hasn't anybody come down and found me yet, damn it? Um, the words <laughs> you like... Your car? Yeah, the she probably kept her alive, but yeah, that is the thing. You kind of think like, would she have lived till day three if she'd just yeah. stayed at the car? Yeah, it's hard to say. But yeah, like her shouting just kind of like rebounded around her off the tall walls of the canyon, um, and she was just so frustrated and like, I don't know, I kind of felt like hurt almost that nobody had come to rescue her. Yeah. Because it kind of felt like, well, her loved ones must have realised she was missing by now. Yeah. Um, but she was, yeah, she had started to wonder if she would end up being found now or not. Yeah. Um, help was getting nearer, though. Authorities had increased their search efforts after coming across the broken down car. So that, obviously, I guess, yeah, like, confirmed, okay, something's gone wrong. Yeah. Uh, and they were scouring the surrounding area on foot and in helicopters. Um, so, yeah, as I said before, Anne had somehow ended up on, like, a private road. So no wonder she didn't see anyone after getting stranded. Um, I think they wouldn't the, take that long if they had helicopters with, like, the heat cameras. True, yeah. You would, but I guess it's the desert. Everything's hot. <laughs> that's true. I know that's really dumb. That's not how it works. <laughs> I'm not that stupid, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good point. Uh, unless I don't know, can they like penetrate into the canyon if it's like really deep? Um, I guess I don't know how they work. Yeah, but yeah, probably yeah. not how yeah. you think they work. Seeing as otherwise, true. I found her. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, um, the searchers weren't finding tracks or, ooh, sorry, any indication really of where Anne might have started to head towards. Um, I didn't see her play. No. <laughs> but yeah, then during a search a week after they'd started looking oh for Anne. God. Yeah, and a search that by now had become a recovery mission because after that long with nothing out in the desert, especially, obviously, she was in her 70s, yeah, they assumed she dead. must be dead. Yeah. Um, so they'd brought in, like, cadaver dogs as well. Oh I know, yeah. The note that Anne had written was found by a group of hikers um, and they then spotted Queenie walking, like, in the canyon. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So the note, which was dated the 2nd of April, said, I'm lost, trying to find people or ranch, hiking on downstream, no food for three days, Anne. Um, which is so, like, I don't know, to the point and just, yeah, like... After a fact, just, like... Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, the rescue teams got a helicopter together to, again, start an aerial search along that stretch of river. Um, and Anne, hearing the noise of the helicopter as she worked on a fire in her abandoned house, describes the feeling as just ecstatic. At last, finally, I knew that people saw me. I knew they're coming down this canyon and we're leaving today. Like, I oh, that a feeling. feeling that you're just going to turn around and be like, and they flew on by and didn't see her. <laughs> no, this oh. is a good story. It's a happy one. Um, the helicopter then spotted Anne's help or pless sign. <laughs> and they came across the abandoned house. And then there, just around a bend, Anne was stood beside a fire, waving her arms to get the helicopter crew's attention. Yeah. So the rescuers were amazed to find Anne alive and overall well. Um, they'd been on rescues before, they said, where people had been stranded just for like a day with reduced water and they were in worse states than Anne. Yeah. Which is just like this woman. I bet she's going to outlive everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the filthy, soot-covered woman was brought into the helicopter and she was given a Gatorade and granola bar. <laughs> so the rescuers put her incredible survival in part down to having Queenie for company. Which yeah, go Queenie. They are the like stars. Exactly. Um, but they did also claim she would have been found more easily and earlier if she'd stayed with her car. Yeah. Um, but I just, I do think, would she have survived if she had stayed with her? Yeah. Like, would they have found her quicker but found her dead? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you can have a general rule, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's always... You should always follow, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if I agree with them that this would have been the best choice. Because, like, yeah, if, as they said, people have been stranded for, like, a day in the desert and are in worse shape, and they didn't find her car until the 3rd of April. Yeah. So she would have been stranded either way for, like, four days. Yeah. Yeah, I just and feel like, would she survive? Stream, have the water. She obviously had found, like, shelter from the sun and stuff. Yeah, because, like, although she obviously had food in the car, it seems like water was the biggest issue, really, and like, with staying like in the oven. Yeah, because I think it would have been boiling heat and then freezing cold, like, just so extreme. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I get that in a lot of cases, the advice of staying might be statistically the safest thing to do, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the stay where you are advice is maybe a good catch-all for like inexperienced people but sometimes you need to make your own judgment call yeah and obviously Anne had survival skills and I think yeah. she did make the better choice for her like all of these situations will have luck involved really yeah so but I, I'm really gonna get some search and rescue people like being like shut up <laughs> stop saying that um so yeah Anne also states that her rationale for leaving Despite, like, she did know that all the advice says to sit tight. Yeah. Um, her yeah. rationale was that she was running out of water and she didn't see how her and two pets were going to survive without any. Yeah. So to her, she just had to go searching for water right. because otherwise, yeah, because otherwise it was definitely death for her and Nike and Queenie. Um, and yeah, at least through leaving, she had the chance of finding water and holding out. 
Um, but yeah, the rescuers did go on to say that Anne helped herself to be found um, without her efforts, leaving the messages, etc. They might not have come across her in time. So, well, so yeah, she... those hikers or ever saw the night. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, they weren't confused by the no. <laughs> the elk skull. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Anne was suffering from exposure. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, so she was taken to hospital for treatment, but didn't have to stay in. Um, she got to leave that same evening. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, her children met her at the hospital, and they just, like, hugged her. Yeah. But then <laughs> apparently they did then, like, back off, because according to Anne, she stank. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, she was in, like, extraordinarily good health. Yeah. Um, she had lost five pounds, but that, that seems it? to be the worst. Yeah, that's the worst thing that was going on with her. Yeah. She lost five pounds, was suffering a bit from exposure, but was perfectly healthy otherwise. <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah. Just, I don't know. That's the thing. I think so many of these sort of survival situations, I do think it's just kind of like pure chance. I don't know. But... Anne was about 40 miles off of the nearest highway, Highway 60. Quite away. Yeah. Um, and I took this bit like verbatim from an AZ Central news report, <laughs> just because I loved the wording. Um, Cody London, a professional survival instructor out of Prescott, said that Roger's ability to have survived nine days in the wild was very rare, statistically abnormal and freakish. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, survival. <laughs> um, he does say that had it been a different season, like winter, obviously the weather would have been a lot less predictable. They would have had a lot of storms, so that might have killed Anne. Yeah. So, like, she was really lucky leaving her car and living. Just I don't know, everything sort of came together to just work out. Um, but yeah, Anne wasn't going to let this get in the way of enjoying the outdoors. She was back out hiking again within a few days of her rescue. Oh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's like we've always said, is like, it's when people go through a horrible experience and that like enjoyment of nature is then taken from them. That's so that tragic. That feels so tragic. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad that, yeah, again, she wasn't sort of like, oh, this means that this is so bad. That she wouldn't do it again, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, and then again, just, as you say, shows what good shape she was in that just a couple of days later, she was out hiking again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just to finish off, as if we need more proof of what an amazing lady she is, <laughs> her main comment after the ordeal was... I could definitely paint for the next 20 years all the incredibly beautiful canyons, trees, rivers, and rocks that I saw. Oh my so, God. I don't know, just respect to her for that. Just, I love this woman. And, yeah, that's the really happy survival tale of Anne, Queenie, and Nike. And I didn't really have much else to say. It's not the sort of episode I feel where I needed to give a big round-up, because it's just... Yeah, it's a lovely, happy one. I'm glad the pet survived as well. Yes, I was really worried. Because at first, I couldn't find any news reports about the like what happened to Nike, the cat. Yeah. I was like, oh no, did the cat just like die? So yeah, I am so happy that they both lived. Yeah. Well, like all three of them lived. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a little feel-good story for everyone's week. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice don't little do bit of uplifting stories that often, so No, not ones where it's like there's nothing sad yeah. at all. Exactly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um I might end up being a little bit uh wilderness tale heavy for a little while because I found a few that really interest me. <laughs> so yeah, um people can look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that is my episode for the week, guys. Oh, so hopefully everyone's found it as interesting as me. I thought that was a really good one. Oh, good! Yay! <laughs> oh, because it not. Uh, let's see. We always say like, oh, you know, you shouldn't 
be listening to like true crime and stuff for the morbid like voyeurism um but i was kind of a bit like oh because this is just nothing bad happens is it gonna be a bit like boring so yeah i'm really glad that no, I uh, like you felt the same as I did when I was reading it. Um, really interesting. Oh, oh. yay! <laughs> cool. Um, and I guess just yeah, don't listen to me for survival advice because I'd be like, well, leave your car. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can find your way out. <laughs> so <laughs> stay. <laughs> yeah. So yes, the official advice, all listeners, is remain with your vehicle should you break down in the middle of nowhere. Um, yes. Just so that nobody can be like, well, I listened to that podcast and they said, and now I'm dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> or their relatives, because they wouldn't be saying it, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was being slightly <laughs> exaggerated, but yes, <laughs> exactly. But anyway, I will say goodbye now, because you're needing to dash off, and yeah. I need to get dinner for tomorrow sorted because we've got D&D tomorrow so we always like do a lunch for everyone so I need to get that like prepared um new board game with friends tonight and ooh. having pizza and stuff for dinner oh yum so, I just love playing like a really good board game with mm-hmm. good snacks and food yes oh that sounds really good so <laughs> Oh, have fun then. And And we will catch you all next week. Um, Yeah. Depending on how we go, it'll either be another Becca one or um, my Slenderman one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.